0: Hi, it's Roger Sitkins. Welcome to Winning Strategies Podcast. Today we're going to talk about why agencies slow down. Why agencies slow down. You know, most, if not all, independent insurance agency owners will say they want to grow. After all, you're really in business to continually grow your revenues, your profits, and the overall value of your firm. However, the actual organic growth rate for most agencies does not reflect this according to some of the reports I've seen over the last several years even the national brokers and the best practices agencies are having a rather low organic growth rate of maybe about 5% now granted in larger agencies 5% is a pretty big number but it's still only 5% now considering that these are the agencies that are supposed to have the best producers and the best markets and the best of everything to me that's a truly lackluster figure. One of the things that our industry's mergers and acquisitions consultants will tell you is that consistent organic growth can increase an agency's value even more than the profit. See, the people that are out there that are actively buying agencies can make them profitable very quickly, usually by making the tough decisions that will eliminate agency waste, drive productivity and boost profitability. Decisions that a lot of times the previous ownership didn't want to make or just didn't have to make. You know, however, that sort of indecision often correlates with agency bloat and that inhibits growth and curbs profitability. Any agency that's growing just enough to stay ahead of the ever-increasing cost of doing business is barely maintaining profitability. Accordingly, there's little or nothing left to invest in obtaining the best people, best automation, best outside services, and maybe a plug here for outside consultants and coaches. So the need for organic growth is self-evident. You know, or is it? Well, let's take a look at some of the key reasons agencies slow down. You know, As I began to ponder about why more and more agencies aren't growing at a greater rate, it occurred to me that maybe the better question might be, what makes so many independent insurance agencies slow down? Well, based upon my years of experience and observation, I've come up with a list of the primary factors I think that cause agency growth to slow to a crawl. Let's take a look at it. Well, the first one is increased competition. Back in the old days, it was pretty easy to make a great living in the independent insurance agency business. All you needed was a nice office and a good location, attractive signage, great big ad in the yellow pages, and an active presence in your community groups and organizations. Upon request, you know, people you'd run into, you'd provide quotes on their insurance, and your agency would grow. But in the wake of increased competition and multimedia marketing, the traditional approach, of course, has fallen by the wayside. These days, potential clients are bombarded with advertisements from Geico, Progressive, State Farm, and so many others. So even if you're well-known and very active in your community and have a state-of-the-art website, prospective customers can easily get another quote from a growing number of competitors out there. What about commoditization? Well, you've certainly heard me or read or seen me speak about this so many times now. There's never been a more convenient time for consumers to shop around for their insurance. Theoretically, a person could spend an hour online or an hour on the phone and get four, five, or six competing quotes pretty easily. In fact, in many cases, they can get a quote almost instantaneously without even having to talk to a human being. Now, we know and studies show that so many people start online but would prefer to eventually talk to a human being. Well, with so many time-squeezed, price-focused prospects willing to sacrifice personalized service for low-cost insurance, writing new business is an ever-growing challenge. What about our producers, aging producers? When you look at the average age of producers in our industry, you'll find that the vast majority are closer to retirement than they're not. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. As long as the producers are profitable, their age is irrelevant. Some of the best producers I know in the industry are 75, 80 years old, and they've still got a lot of energy. So it's not a bad thing, as long as they're profitable. Now, the ones I'm concerned about are the RIP, retired in place producers. You know, they really have retired and they just have a place to go. Typically, they've been in business a long time. They're making more money than they ever thought they made, and they're living quite comfortably. And if they go out and they were to grow their book of business by $100,000 this year and they made thirty dollars or $40,000 more, guess what? It really wouldn't change their lifestyle. So they are terribly motivated to grow their book of business because they don't really have to and they don't really want to. They're simply plateaued. What about your overall staff? Now, as with producers, I'm not targeting productive staff members of a certain age. After all, in our industry, it's not unusual to see a 40-year-old who's been with the agency for 20 years already. I think that's really exciting. What really matters is not so much the number of candles on the birthday cake or the years of employment, but the amount of energy people bring to the table. You know, I used to consult one-on-one with agencies all the time and went into literally hundreds and hundreds of agencies, and I could tell so much about the agency, about their business overall, based upon the energy I saw and felt with the internal staff. If everyone was walking around slumped shoulders and less than enthusiastic and certainly didn't look happy, that really signaled a problem. You know, employees that lack energy are a drain on the overall agency. We've all seen them. They can literally suck the oxygen out of a room. You know, if they're not excited about what they do, they'll certainly have no desire to provide an unbelievable client experience. So, so much of this gets down to the culture of the agency and the type of people you want. Are customers considered an annoyance or are they valued by the entire staff? You know, Is the staff enthusiastic about coming to work or are they simply going to you know, time to make the donuts again and biding their time until they get done? They're literally clock watchers. Well, if the staff seems lethargic and disinterested and learning new ways to be more productive, the agency's not gonna grow. The agency's gonna slow down and it's got a real problem. It's really a red flag. What about something that I've coined the semi-successful trap? You know, companies that find themselves and their leadership and their producers in the semi-successful, many times it's because they've already exceeded their expectations. They've already exceeded their expectations. This can happen when an agency grows larger than projected has better automation than they ever thought they'd have, represents more carriers than they ever thought, and have got so many more employees than they ever anticipated. It just grew really well, but has slowed down again. And what happens? Well, they're successful, but maybe they're not the best in their marketplace. And more importantly, they really don't have financial freedom. You see, when individual leaders and producers get into this semi-successful trap, they're doing better than they thought they would do, but they don't have financial freedom. In fact, maybe they're spending more than they make. They're just making more, okay? So if the agency doesn't again have financial freedom, neither does anybody that's associated with it, whether it's the receptionist or the CEO. They might be making good money, but not great money. So they're semi-successful, again, pretty good lifestyle, but maybe they're not really growing it. So if the owners are just taking the money and you know their personal checkbook and corporate checkbook are one and the same, and not investing back into their company, at the end of the day, they're really not growing, they're not improving profitability, and they're certainly not increasing compensation for the team members that they have. You know, one of our big things as agency owners is we have to have not only client retention, but employee retention. So these people semi-successful really get caught in a trap. They keep doing what they've always done. It's okay, but it's not great. What about the people that think that their past is always greater than their future. I often heard that said by Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach. You have to watch out. Is your past greater than your future or your future greater than your past? Well, you see this in a lot of former athletes that are reminiscing about the good old days on the field or on the court. They all seem to talk about what? The past. Well, this is true for agency principals and producers. You know, the ones that slow down tend to really revel in the history more than the present. Too much time is spent reflecting on the good old days when there was a lot less competition, a lot more opportunity to make a lot of money. Well, I think there's never been as much opportunity as there there is right now. But see, these people are so busy living in the past, the good old days, that they don't focus on growing. The agencies that are growing have a future that's greater than their past, and their entire staff is always looking forward, eagerly anticipating what lies ahead. What about a lack of commitment to grow? Another reason agencies slow down is that the owners accept where they are today, the slow growth, as a normal part of business. It's what we call win, what is normal. And they've accepted this as normal. And they really haven't made a commitment to grow. Now, in many cases, as we've said, the growth has just occurred through the years because the agency was there. And maybe they've purchased some growth through acquisitions. And that's fine, that's a great way to grow. But when we're talking about organic growth, is there really a commitment on the agency's part to grow and are you doing the right things? What about a lack of capacity to grow? See, capacity and commitment are tied together. Many times, agencies will blame their lack of growth on what they don't have. We don't have enough producers. We don't have the right markets. We don't have good marketing. Well, the reality is the reason they don't have those things is because they haven't done sufficient reinvestment in the agency. They don't have the capacity to grow because no one has invested in the resources needed to grow. What about spending money on the wrong things? Gosh, we see this so much. Agencies invest large sums of money on stuff that they wind up not using. They're just wasting their money. And as obvious as it sounds, we see this so often in agency automation. The agency will invest in the latest and greatest automated system, they'll upgrade, they'll bring in new tools, whatever, but they never make the commitment to learning and demanding that it be maximized. And, you know, it's like joining, to a, joining a gym, you know, that, that New Year's Eve resolution, joining the gym, and they're never going to work out. Spending money on something you don't use sure is wasteful and sure impacts growth. What about a lack of discipline? You know, I get tremendous satisfaction when people come up to me at the various seminars I've given through the years and continue to do, and they say, boy, we loved your seminar, and we we loved your rough notes articles. Then they'll always say something like this. You know, we're going to implement those when we get a chance, when we get a chance. Well, the problem is there's really no discipline to work on the business versus working in the business. And you may have heard me say recently that not only is it on versus in, it's working doing business versus working working building the business. You know, one of my most successful clients ever was also one of the most disciplined. He committed to spend every Wednesday working from his home office, in other words, the office in his house, not the home office of a big corporation, but from his home office, primarily working on strategies, not tactics. He made sure he was always looking at their strategic projects and that they were on course with them. He made sure to dig into his various numbers, his key performance indicators, his P&L, analyzing what was working and not working. And as he often told me, that one day a week he spent away from the office had the greatest positive impact on his business. Now, obviously, he understood the power of discipline and the power of working on your business. You know, I've, I've said many, many times that for us as agency owners and for producers, that 90% of what we do out of the office is better than 90% of what we do in the office. Well, from a management perspective, I don't know many people who have ever had a significant professional breakthrough while sitting at their desk dealing with hysterical activity. When agencies lose their energy and their commitment to growth, It's usually because they're not disciplined enough to work on the business. Many will use the excuse that they're simply too busy to get better. Think about that. Are you too busy to get better? Well, maybe I'm preaching to the choir because at least you're listening to this 10 or 12 minutes with me. The bottom line, agencies tend to stagnate and then slow down without understanding why. In fact, they start going backwards. Well, it's really pretty simple. They're not reacting to the things that are slowing them down. They're not looking at them. Well, are you going to make the commitment to get better? Are you going to make the commitment to grow? Are you going to say we have to grow our agency? See, if you're not re-energizing your producers, your staff, bringing in new people, bringing in new technology, getting the training and education, becoming a learning organization, you're probably going to go in the wrong direction. Well, again, I'm preaching to the choir. I appreciate you listening today. Good luck. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And as always, I hope you gained value from it. To learn more about our results-based programs, please go to our website, www.sitkins.com.